Hello and welcome to This Contains Garlic. You are here with your host Georgia Garlic and Mark Garlic. And we are back for episode 12. Um, a little bit delayed. We do apologise. Um, I've been down unwell. Been man down. Man down all, all week. Um, which has been a bit shit to be quite honest with you. So if I, what I sound a bit nasally. You? What is wrong with you? Probably COVID. Um, <laughs> COVID. Do you know what it is? Is that we use the bus in London quite frequently because it's really is quite convenient where we live. Yeah. And I just think that those buses are so disgustingly dirty. You just can't avoid oh, like the amount of people that go on a bus on a day to day basis. It can't really be clean, can it? We've really seen like a bunch of different varieties as well on the bus, haven't we? Yeah. The other day we um we were on the way to the gym, obviously, because if you've not realised by now, me and Mark literally only go to the gym back to the park, walk the dogs, maybe we come back home. So it's very much a, it's a very solid routine during the yeah. week. But the other week we were on the bus and it was like 8 a.m. On Sunday, a Sunday. Yeah, Sunday morning. And um, this woman gets off in front of us. She looks normal. Well, I don't yeah. know. If, don't she if did, normal. She did look really She looked normal. okay. I, don't, I wouldn't have questioned her. No. And we got off behind her and we get to a pedestrian crossing and she just starts taking her trousers off. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what the fuck's going on? And then she just stood there and pissed herself. And um, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it, actually. I mean... The only thing that reminds me of it was um, Little Britain. Where Little David Britain. W- David Wallens is that old lady that just pisses herself. But this song. woman was not incontinent. There was no medical situation here. I think it was more mental. It's just the volume of piss. Yeah, was. she literally... It wasn't even a squat. It was a full-on just stand and piss herself. Yeah, and she was, looked directly in our eyes while yeah, she did it. Pre- it's quite impressive. I was pretty, I was pretty impressed. Because yeah, the when chafe we, after that, when you start walking... Wet. You got pissed between your legs. Oh my days! Why have you done that before, Mark? Yeah, I've pissed myself loads of times. You know what, though, we then saw when we her... first moved in, I drank too much water, and then I basically no, pissed my myself God. in the hallway. <laughs> Oh my god, are you okay? Like, that is not okay to admit. <laughs> I to get into the front door and I couldn't work the keys. Do you out. know what? That's just weak pelvic floor, I to know, be quite honest I with know. you. We've well, discussed this, and then I started doing more dead bugs, and now. Oh god, you know I'm what? Like, fuck, you're just. <laughs> in every way, just shut up. Yeah, no, we if did you don't see, piss yourself at least see, once um, every six months, then are you even alive? Okay, you are okay. Really, not helping yourself. I don't think <laughs> Mark's helped himself at all on this podcast, in the sense of what you portray yourself to be like. Um, but yeah, we did see pissy woman again, and she was only wearing a pair of tights. So no, then the I next day we saw we saw her like, walk up to another woman and wipe with a like of a whole <laughs> yeah, like a dirty packet of crisps, and she walks up to this lady. And she starts rubbing it on this woman's like chest and on her shoulder. She's like, this is yours. And the woman's like, excuse me. And the woman's like just rubbing a dirty packet all over her body. You know what? London really does yeah, bring some eccentric some... characters, really. Yeah. And in fact, we're going to... <laughs> Obviously, a few episodes back, we had a bit of a rant regarding our life situation. And... Um, we obviously have got through, I think the reason I'm actually unwell is because I've been through so much fucking stress with everything. Mm. I think my body's a bit like, you need to slow the fuck down. Your ADHD brain is just not functioning very well currently. But um, we were just saying like, why is it that we always have just one side of neighbours that are complete wrong <laughs> Like, Because mm. you, you can't always have life. Perfect, no, I know, but there's something about neighbours, and I'm sure some people agree that you just always got one side Do of neighbours. Have you ever thought that uh, our neighbours have ever thought that we're wrong? 
we're so silent as humans, are we? Mark. Barring are the podcast, we? which is obviously all the doors. We wake up at four o'clock in the morning and the what, dogs what do you do? Run Blast music? No, you put your headphones in and go and talk to somebody on Zoom. Yeah, literally. I know, but the dogs run up and down. The okay, you're way. acting like our dogs don't bark. Point one. No, our bark. dogs bark. Run to the kitchen. That's it. Yeah. True. At what point when the I'm dog? I'm just being barks devil's advocate. That's all. No, I mean, let's talk about the orchid story then. So when we first <laughs> moved in here, I swear it, this is just like, it was clearly, this was like a Satan's place. From the moment we walked in, it hasn't been yeah, exactly been the best experience. But we had, we decided when we moved to the UK, we'd order a brand new sofa, one of those sofas, which is just far too large for anywhere. Because a sofa, if it's it's got to be comfortable. Anyway, yeah. so we ordered it, it was pre-ordered. And then when we got to the property, we were like, how is this going to actually go through the front door yeah, it doesn't fit through the front door basically. doesn't fit through the front door it's like a complete nightmare trying to angle it so we were like fuck how are we going to do this and the landlords had previously said to us that when they want... were speaking to us when they were speaking yeah we can move on to the yeah, landlord let's go back to the fucking <laughs> shitty landlords um, um we they said to us why well if you want to get a sofa in then we suggest you contact the neighbor next door and she has a side alley in the house and you can lift it over the garden into our garden and get it through through into the lounge so we were like, okay, cool, that sounds good. Do you know what I mean? Super easy. Okay, well, the sofa arrives <laughs> and it's it's huge. Mm. And then it goes a bit tits up with the neighbor because we can't get it through her house. It's too much of a lift and mm. all of these things, especially mm. with the delivery yeah, drivers. Yeah, it was a nightmare. She was just basically so, oh, she was just saying, you can't move absolutely anything. She couldn't, we couldn't move we the wheelie like, well, bit. Maybe, maybe we can move some things out. Move this, move the sofa in, and then p- put things back. And she was like, "No, you can't do that. You can't touch anything." So, like, literally, there so was a like, tissue on the ground. Like, she was like, "Please don't move the there tissue." There were bicycles and <laughs> things like that. So, you, you want us to lift the sofa above our heads, just because we can't remove the bicycle, put them somewhere safe, and, and then, then return them. return the bicycle. Literally like, no. five minutes later. Anyway, so. Um, the delivery drivers, it's out of their scope. So it comes to the point, the sofa's got to be sent back, okay? So we've inconvenienced the neighbour and I've always been taught, being grown, if I ever inconvenience somebody to just send a few, you know, a gesture or drop, you know, pop round with a bunch of flowers and say, sorry if we inconvenienced you. We didn't inconvenience her, actually. It really wasn't that. This was no more than 15 minutes. Yeah, 15 minutes. I would even say five. The the 15 was was probably me ranting on the phone to the delivery truck. Yeah, it was 10 minutes tops. 10 minutes tops. Anyway, so I go to the garden centre. We live in... Um, in southwest London, and the garden centers are fucking expensive here. Yeah. And I spent forty five pounds on an orchid. Okay, very nice. Lovely vase, everything and that came vase. with it. Yeah. Vase, yeah. Knocked on the door, and I said, "I'm really sorry." She was actually really hesitant to even open the door yeah, to us. Yeah, sure, sure. She was. And I said, "I just thought I'd pop this round because I'm really sorry that we inconvenienced you. Like, here's an orchid." She said no. She basically said no. I don't. No, want no, it. no. I don't want. No, she didn't. She just said, "Oh, okay, she okay, super okay." Reluctant. She took the orchid, and it was like we'd just given her a child, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, but let alone when we went into her house, they had loads of Oh, it looks like fucking... and and gnomes. Flowers and and gnomes. Gnomes everywhere. Garden sculptures (laughs) and a whole bunch of things. So we thought it would be an appropriate... It's like the botanical gardens next door with algae. Yeah, so we thought it would be an appropriate gift. So lo and behold... Anyway, so anyway, everything goes right. Close the door, fine. No, two weeks later, three Mm. weeks later, she um, we get we get a ring on the doorbell, and Mark, (laughs) 
answers the door and she's holding the orchid there and it's got one dead flower on it and she says i don't want this anymore it's dying you have it back and she yeah. actually handed mark the orchid back i mean what do you do in that situation do you know what i mean just say thanks Who for my 45 pound back? investment yeah 45 pound investment and then i think that they actually was just cursed so i threw it away because i was like i don't need this orchid in my life any longer i mean what a waste i mean somebody but yeah i mean that's the just the that counts though you was know it the mean? thought because clearly the clearly, thought no, didn't count thought for your own personal yeah narrative. i mean look most people <clears> be like literally what the fuck like she's like a middle-aged woman like she should really understand like we're like working young professionals you know what i mean it's a nice gesture you take the flowers you take it for what it is. And if you don't want it, you don't like it, just, just throw, throw it away. It away. Yeah, throw Nobody it away. needs to know about yeah, it. You don't need to go back to the person <laughs> that gave it to you. It it that's a, imagine if you had to tell everybody every time they gave you a shit gift that it's shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, you just recycle it for somebody else's yeah, birthday. You just <laughs> keep it, you keep those candles on the back so you can wrap them up again. Candles, yeah. Candles. Like fucking silverware, like yeah, something like yeah, yeah candle holder, well, literally. Like, you know, like a towel or something. Yeah. something useless, a jigsaw puzzle. Um, anyway, today, let's move on from the neighbours. We've come through the uh, the uh, peaks and troughs of this whole situation, I have to say. Yeah, it was, we're on the final stretch. We're on the final stretch. We've managed, we're, we're sorted on... Our final battle, the battle of the deposit. The, the, the battle of deposit. The battle of the deposit. Um, we obviously didn't the last podcast highlight the fact that when we were going through referencing to get the next property we're at, they refused to reference for us for absolutely no reason. So, um, yeah, we were mm. le- left, um, let's just say, just, a bit yeah, dry in that petty. situation. Mm, yeah, Very petty behaviour, <laughs> but trust me, karma will come back round, so it's okay. Um, today we are going to move on from all of our shitty life circumstances and... Um, we are going to talk about how you get started in your journey. If you're a beginner, maybe you've started before and you need to go again, or you've, you know, the cycle's broken and the routine's snapped and you don't know how to get back to it. Mm. Um, we're very much going to talk through all the points in which we would first address when going into a health and fitness journey yeah. or personal journey. So, Mark, I guess the most cliche thing is not uh, obviously waiting for the, the perfect moment and just actually starting to implement certain things into your life that are going to align you with your yeah. with your goals. Um, and that could be a whole variety of things. Um, less sometimes is more. Uh, trying to do too much at once can sometimes give you paralysis from analysis. I think if we go back to your point one of being like, if the time is... You, you know knowing that there is no perfect time for things there is you know obviously that whole thing that humans do do which is excuses time and time again and there are times where as we've said before like when it came to dieting or something maybe it wasn't the right time for you to be embarking in such large Mm. um sort of things in your life but I think in the sense of timing, there is no perfect time to start. It's just no. about actioning it. And we always say that to remove doubt, you need to action something. Mm-hmm. And um, we always say, like, oh, we're too busy to do something or we can't see it fit into our schedule or this isn't going to work for me. I mean, any change is slightly uncomfortable to a routine. Mm. 
And I think it's important to firstly understand that, you know, just by starting something, you are going to remove all of that doubt that you can't do something or it's not possible to do something or yeah, you're not going to achieve I th- things. I think, and especially in, in this line of work, everybody is under the assumption that they have to wait for motivation to crop up. Mm. And I know it does seem not counterproductive, but when you're feeling unmotivated, how do you all of a sudden just meant to have like a light bulb moment and then you're just going to start turning up every single day. The chances of that happening are very slim. Motivation and all those things are very limited and those types of feelings and internal narratives only start to turn up once action has been taken and and you've actually had to start certain self-care habits um, and like Georgia said, there are going to be moments where things are uncomfortable and the, the sad reality is once things start to get a little bit challenging, that's when most people start to capitulate and they're like, I don't want to do this or it's not working. And then but I think before you even get to that, like being honest with, you know, it's the expectation we've, we've yeah, spoken yeah, on we podcasts before about, about great expectation. Mm. It's the expectation that when you do anything and this could be it's not always diet and fitness and going to the no. gym it could be no. that you want to get better at a sport it could be the fact that you need to you want to try harder at work or yeah, you get want a raise to, get a promotion you know do you something anything like yeah anything that is yeah. going to push you out of what you're currently doing you know your yeah. comfort zone there comes a point where if you expect that it's going to be easy and expect that all of these things don't come with some sort yeah. of ad- adaptation, then you're going in with the wrong mindset as it start. Because you, having, if we go and talk off of something like diet and exercise, if you mm. went in and you said, right, that's it today, which we all do, it's called the fresh start effect, where it, it's known in human psychology that we have to wait to a certain time. So that's why like New Year's Eve, it's like, right, mm. 1st of January, I'm going to change for my Monday. fucking life. Yeah. And it's that constant, I'm waiting for Monday, I'll start on mm. Monday. Now, of course, Monday is the start of the week, you know, for a lot of people. Yeah. And so it's that whole thing of I'm going to start a new routine. Well, unfortunately, the, the boxes never really get ticked that way. And it comes to a point where you've got to understand that if you're starting a journey, say we take diet and exercise, okay, Maybe you've got weight to lose. Maybe you're very uncomfortable with yourself currently. Mm. Maybe you've got progress that you really, really need to achieve. Taking it all on at once, like having the whole cake and just fucking going straight at it Mm. is the wrong approach. And that's where I think this podcast, we really want to go in at as to step by step where you should Mm. be looking to tick one box before you jump to like four. So as we said, like what we mean by that is, okay, right, tomorrow I'm going to stick at my calorie target. I'm going to get 10,000 steps in. I'm going to go to the gym four times a week. I'm going to get up really early. You might hate getting up early. You know, it's all of these things where it's just too much for you, especially Mm. in the first few weeks of of adapting. I mean, would you say that, I mean, I don't really agree that they always had that saying, what was it, that a habit could be broken. Mm. A habit could be formed within 28, no, a habit could be broken within 21 days and a new one formed within 28 or something like that. Um, I think the action, it, if it's It depends repeat- on the person. So it depends on the individual. We've had clients um, that it's taken three months before mm. they've had a light bulb moment. And, yeah. and, it's, and it's like, tends to, which is not necessarily bad. The thing is like everybody's, 
always looks at it in such a negative and defeatist attitude when they're not you know losing x amount per week or you know they're going from never exercising and not eating properly to regularly moving their bodies being more um unfortunately uh, mindful though, I have with to. their with their nutrition and things like that which is going to improve their quality of life and extend their their life in general so yeah but i, I don't think i think unfo- i thought unfortunately like when when un- as we say time and time again like diet and exercise is something that is a way of life implementing it in. it's not something that should be like a side piece to it no. and and I think that having to sell a result the whole time as a coach or as a somebody of the fitness and health industry that could be influential to a degree, that really affects somebody who potentially wants to, you know, joins and then expects a result yeah. within three months. And actually the application on their side is minimal. And so it's one of these things where I do think it's, you know, implementing, you know, diet, you know, even if you've been consistent to a training program yeah. for three months, it will that's take great. You ages. It will take you ages to 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 have a. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it it really does come down to rhythm, the, the, the individual. Know? I think. Yeah, like, it does come down to the individual. Like I said, we've had clients that's taken months, and then we've had clients that's taken days. Yeah. Um, or like literally a day. Like there there are certain yeah, individuals. Some people hit the ground running, and they 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 they're make huge quite progress. easy to to change their lifestyle uh that's because maybe their lifestyle is quite flexible you know and then we've got people that are let's say have got night shifts and and things like that which which generally struggle a little bit more in the sense of being able to make those adjustments as quickly like getting your steps in because the shift patterns are constantly changing so it's it takes a while to feel the process out. It takes a couple of weeks to find what works for them. Yeah, um, but I'd also say that you do get a lot of people, and I think coaches listening to this, because I know we do have a lot of coaches that listen to this, will agree with us. You know, yeah. we always say this, like you can literally educate somebody from the get-go. You can be there for them. and But when they... It's a really weird thing in this industry, and I've yeah. spoken to so many coaches about this, and they all very much are in agreement. When every conversation we have with you know a trainer or a coach or mm. whatever agrees the same, mm. there are a few individuals which you know they don't tend to be very successful in the in the long run of things in any way, shape, or form because they start off in a really negative turn. So what I mean by that is people that sign up or really keen to join and then literally you're their worst enemy within the first day yeah, I don't for the think sake I, of the I fact think that you need to elaborate a little bit more on that because well, as if you I let think me talk most, then we yeah, would sorry, I, I just want you to circle back on Sir, what you'd like me to circle back on something i was already talking on yes, yes. <laughs> just I, this is a, a verbal rewind if we were doing a, oh, a grime set and uh, yeah. spin you back well if you mm. could edit properly maybe you could make the noise um <laughs> no i think there's there's a lot of people who like the idea of making progress they like the idea that maybe they there's a, there are a lot of people which we like to call that think they know what they're doing already and that's fine if you do we've got absolutely yeah. no you know but there's a reason why you're Obviously here in front are, of us yeah, there are people that are mo- motivated to make change Mm. but 
I'm talking about a certain percentage of people that are not, who effectively like the idea that in three months' time or in six weeks' time or in a year's time, they could be better, stronger, fitter, all of that. Mm. They go in with the attitude that they already know what they're doing, even though they're asking a coach for help. So technically, our job is to guide you. Our job is to educate you the best knowledge going forward and to keep you accountable. Yeah. But that can be overlapsed with a lot of people, not a lot of people, actually a small percentage of individuals who think that they know better from the start. So it can mm. be a little bit of a It's like when you take your friction. car to get uh, serviced at a mechanic and then you're trying to tell the mechanic how to do the, their yeah, job. You know. Yeah, like, no, not that tool. Yeah, no, like, no, no not no, that. No, and no. you kind of sit there and you're yeah. like, okay, well, why, well, why, why are you, you here? Yeah. Um, so, and then what happens is when they don't see progress because their application is minimal, mm. which, mm. as we said, if you take on so much more than you can chew, and we never take this approach with clients. Like, if mm. you know if you signed up with us, it's one step at a time. You know, like, that's how very much the approach we take. Mm. But you know, it's that whole thing of I'm going to achieve all of this and actually nothing's, no no application's really put in, minimal application, you know, mm. you lose faith, blah, blah, and then it comes back around to the fact that suddenly your coach is your worst enemy because... Because people are unable to take responsibility for their own actions. I'm yeah, afraid. and I, I it's really, it sounds quite negative because in our job we've always got to be yeah. so positive, but there there is that small percentage of people that, you know, think that you know they can do all of this and they know better yeah. and but they still need our help but then won't necessarily even mm. try and apply it and then suddenly when it comes back round to keeping somebody accountable to it mm-hmm. they hate it yep. <laughs> you know and that's a human nature like being told something you're vu- picking up on your vulnerabilities which yep. a lot of the time health and fitness is quite a vulnerability for people i guess our job is troubleshooting to a certain degree because you need to be able to find the current hurdles and then over help that person overcome the hurdles mm. so when they're pre- you're presented as a coach you have to troubleshoot straight away and sometimes that is highlighting f- uh, not, not someone's flaws but where someone's undergoing a bit of you know they've had to have a complete shift in their mindset towards one given thing and you're like hey that's probably your weakest area you know, most people don't, it's not that they don't want to hear it, but it's always, it's like constraint, nobody like. well, if you're a Taurus, nobody likes, well, you do, nobody, what are you I'm fucking just going to say, nobody Taurus, likes Are you going uh, blaming your horoscope criticism. for being, that no Taurus likes constructive criticism? I don't mind constructive criticism at all. Yeah. I think where it goes wrong, I'm a Taurus, what are you talking about? Speak yeah, for yourself. No. But I think where it can go, I mean, a little bit skew if, can you say, that, it's that uh, people, as we said, if it picks up on a vulnerability, it's either going to be a reaction, which is, you know what, I'm going to think about this and that's actually correct, you know, Mm -hmm. or you have to be either willing to communicate. Now, a lot of people aren't willing to pass that line. And with a coaching position in the sense of when you've hired a coach or you've hired somebody to help you, you have to be willing to let them in for anything to progress. And that's not okay, like the depths of your life, but when it does go through to a personal journey, and if it is quite a mega journey, you need to be prepared that that person's wanting to help you as much as they can. So they need to gauge as much information from your lifestyle and how you live. And if you're not willing to communicate, um, 
I don't know, maybe you fill in, you know, we do weekly check-in forms. Maybe you, you it's a half-assed check, you know, a couple of sentences, one line, you know what I mean? And you're expecting somebody to change your life. Yeah. That's when you're going to struggle because the communication is yeah. just not there. And that's, I guess, the very big difference between face-to-face and online coaching. Mm. We've obviously done both to great extents. Mm. And, you know, face-to-face, you can kind of always tell. It's like that thing where they say, like, you don't argue vibe, yeah. over, like, text or WhatsApp because you can never really read yeah. what people are thinking. Yeah. And it's true to say that that kind of can be repeated behavior in online because there is, unless you are very willing to communicate and very free-willed person and you're wanting to see progress, it can put up a barrier where effectively it's a guessing game for us. And and yeah. and then the client necessarily can't necessarily communicate in the way that it should be to then be able to step forward into their goals. And I think this it's safe to say it's very common human behaviour to, you know, as we said, like nobody wants to be critiqued. And we no. don't critique, but if you're no. gonna bring up a problem and we're trying to solve yeah, it, solve there it. would be a slight maybe not criticism yeah, no, at not all. Criticism. It would be much trying to educate somebody. Yeah, it's more educational just to get somebody to wear the thing is, I feel like people lose sight of that shit feeling that makes them action yeah. wanting to do self-care changes. Mm. So you start your journey, the excitement carries you into week three, week four, the novelty of the experience wears out, and then you're realizing, okay, I'm going to have to do this pretty much the rest of my life. And for some people, it's like, okay, I don't mind. And for other people, that's quite daunting, but they forget that Why? shit feeling of of feeling insecure or feeling uh, like they don't uh, like being in their own body their internal narratives really negative and they they lose sight in that when it's when that to a certain degree should be almost be your driving factor you're like i don't want to feel like this and the only way i'm not going to feel like this is by action yeah and then again, I guess that's where like, you know, with action, as we said, like, you know, it's very easy at the start to mm. make an excuse when it might not be, you know, miracles don't happen. We always say this, like they no. don't happen in health and fitness. No. It comes with application and hard work in every sense. And, you know, the biggest barrier for most people is that that mental change It's not the actual yeah. physical. No, side. it's all it's all like we've said numerous times before, like picking exercises and and that kind of stuff it, it's all pretty it's all you not get that anywhere pretty much the same but it's it's the dealing with people on a consistent basis ensure trying to get them to do things sometimes that they don't want to do but you have to get them to do that knowing that they'll be able to get a result but then also trying to put across that this is bettering your life this yeah. is making you a better person physically and mentally i think going off of that sometimes we get asked questions which is like you know i like i don't feel great like should i just give up exercising yeah, uh, and yeah. it all should like I should i stop do you know what i mean like, it's like no. it makes you feel better like yeah. you know okay there is a very very small percentage of people that maybe if you have uh serious mental health issues or anxiety levels that going and exerting too many you know and releasing a load of endorphins sometimes can make you feel a bit jittery yeah, and not great the, but the general population of it yes yeah. mark thank you for when i get to the point would you like me to rewind or do you like rewind. me to just, um there is a the majority of people it i guess 
it comes to a point where you know you have to kind of actually i it's very you've got easy. to start and this is the the whole point of the podcast is about starting sometimes you've just got to start it doesn't have to be wholesale changes it doesn't have to be like georgia said four times a week steps macros proteins lipids supplements you lipids. know you know you just lipids. everything and 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 sometimes as a beginner or just starting out everybody's looking for like the secret answer to you know the next newest plan or the next method or it's just as simple as starting and sometimes all that time that you waste looking for other things is time wasted by you actually implementing certain self-care habits like meat mm. protein yeah okay well let's get on to those steps then instead of just listing them all okay so So we obviously just said that like you know there is never a right time to start you know in your diary when you mark today i'm going to start most of the time it ends up with you not starting i I guess within common sense like if you're literally going on holiday there's no point in like starting do you know what i mean like if you've got a couple of days or a week or something like that it's better just to get (laughs) i'm just saying there are certain moments when yeah, but there's, uh, yeah, yes, but like, you know, but again, you could be, in there's the nothing scheme. to say that if you had a big goal to reach and sure. you were due to go That's on holiday, first of all, you need to be able to manage that. It's something which we're not going to go into holidays. Yeah. We should not be talking about holidays, Mark. You've now brought up holidays, which we're not going on. George is feeling very... You've uh, always said this on a podcast that I feel sad that I'm not going on holiday. No, because you're feeling sad because we actually were meant to be going on holiday this you week. Don't, yes, thank you. It was and this no, week no. we were meant to be going on holiday. In fact, I got a reminder from my British <laughs> Airways. <laughs> they didn't want to refund you. That didn't want to refund me, whatever. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know getting getting to grips with it is always a good time to be consciously aware no, of what I your goal is so moving yeah. forward on time okay so we've got past the fact that like there is no perfect time you just need to start mm-hmm. when you are a beginner in anything you always take it one step at a time so mm-hmm. if you've started it's what are you starting so we're obviously very professionals in health and well-being so if we were to speak off of that we would say that if you were completely starting from fresh and mm. your goal was weight loss, most common goal that yeah, we get. Yeah, most common goal. It is, you know, the most common goal that we I get. I would say eight out of ten people just want to lose a bit of weight. So I'd say nine out of ten people probably. Nine out of ten. I think everybody always wants... You know... Um, even if they don't need to lose weight, they want to lose weight. Yeah, but that's not you for you to even really dictate no, okay. unless you're dealing we're going, with like... We're getting sidetracked. Yeah, but it's because you keep on going off fucking sidetracks, do you know what I mean? And then telling me to rewind to square one. You can tell I'm just really just angry. Anyway, <laughs> so step two, I would say, okay, so if you've got a weight loss goal, you need to look at it right. Okay, so for my weight loss goal to be achieved, let's bang on about a calorie deficit. You probably need to start being aware of what you are consuming on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Now, as qualified professionals in nutrition and in behavior change to, you know, all of these changes, and we would say that even though the ideal and what we would agree with is the fact that a person should be aware of the numbers they are tracking and the sense of calories, mm. sometimes your first port of call is potentially just making better nutritional choices. Yeah. We always say that 
the diet you're eating now is just best adapted, especially for the first few weeks. Like, mm-hmm. there is no point taking yourself off to a complete new agenda. It's already setting up false expectation for yourself. So if you're eating a diet which you don't really think is that nutritionally balanced, then carry on eating that for a couple of weeks, but just be more aware of how much you are consuming. So that doesn't necessarily have to come by tracking. It could come by photos. It could come down to writing it down. It could come just down to a mental, how much am I eating of this? When you start to become more consciously aware of the nutrition that you are intaking into your body every day, that you then start to go, okay, well, now I can look deeper. I want to make better choices. I need to eat more vegetables. I need to have some more protein. You then can start looking at the actual Mm. nitty gritty of it, which Mm. is the numbers. Yeah, and I feel like most people get caught up in when they're starting trying to focus on way too much stuff and focus and placing the energy in wrong places like uh you know calories dictate the process but they're looking at like micronutrients and how much sulfurophane can i get in broccoli and all this kind of yeah stuff that really starts to like as you really start to zoom in you'll always you'll just start to clutter your brain with like trying to be able to hit everything I did perfectly. You're never going to. We don't even. I don't. It just just makes the process so daunting when there's just. Yeah, I would say a lot of people do really focus on the points that literally need no focus on. And even though it's it's effectively distracting you from what you're you're really trying to achieve. It's not not that we're oversimplifying it as well, but it's also it can be quite simple to a certain degree. Yeah, but, you know, with all of this stuff around, you know, we are avid uh, answerers to questions. You know, if you follow us on social media, you'll know we get asked a lot of questions per day just based off of health and well-being. And there are a lot of things which crop up, which is when somebody is on a weight loss journey or starting a journey, whatever, they literally think about the most irrelevant things before. Yeah, and, and it is that really good way of, well, if I focus on, you know, as Mark said, like a micronutrient or a yeah. supplement or yeah. a this or a that, yeah. then I, at least I'm doing something towards it. Yeah. Well, you know, in the grand scheme of things, not, not only does apple cider vinegar do fuck all, but like, mm. you know, that's distracting you from just literally actioning proper nutrition yeah. and also probably costing you more money because and you've gone off on a yeah, tangent you spend off. days and days wondering and contemplating why is my stomach bloated and you know spending hours reading research that yeah could be like used, it's my gut health you know and, what i mean you know Just it, to get some steps in or sleep better or you know fill in any relevant uh measure to to target bloating yeah but it is a lot of and we're also as an industry kind of guilty in the sense that because the answer is essentially the same thing day in day out you know it gets it can be quite boring to just constantly promote the same message over and over again so we then start within the industry to start to pick up on certain things to run with it to either make content or to sell it to you you know, we Point are... Point one, I've never done that, but... No, of course, we've never done but that. It's but it's the same thing as there's, there is a... I'm not going to... I can't mention names on here because it's literally... No, it, but you're, people would be very aware of who these people are. But they run with like a product or a, a this and a that. Mm. And, and that is the answer. And I see it with some of very good coaches that might be very successful in programme selling or 
where they have to change it up consistently to keep people engaged. Mm. And what I mean by that is it could be going back to challenges, <laughs> fucking challenges. We were talking about this earlier where people constantly then sell like a different sort of regime or mm. method as such just to keep people yeah, interested. So let's say you're an avid strength and conditioning coach that does structured periodization and then you're moving on to different modalities like hip-based training. Not to say that you can't, but it is, it's just constantly yeah. mix, mixing your messages and your signals to your, to your marketing, which is driving your sales because you need a unique product for people to constantly buy. But you're also now slightly contradicting yourself, first of all. Second of all, you're just making your target market more confused. Yeah, well, actually, I'm gonna, I am going to mention one name on here because I actually think it's really relevant. Um, so there was a, he's not a coach, he's a doctor. Fuck. I'm, doctors, there are some wonderful ones that are really educated on health and nutrition and stuff, but a lot of them really are not. And a lot of them run with a lot of shit, which really, really upsets the general population. And the reason yeah. being is because everybody trusts doctors. And, yeah. and I mean, there's and some crazy... There's some fucking crackheads of doctors. I have to... They, <laughs> <laughs> funny that. Um, not... Anyway, the, I saw something come up on social media the other day, and it was uh, Mark Hyman. <laughs> I am, yeah. Who... <sighs> They've all got their own agenda, okay? They've all got large communities. You might fucking love his stuff. If you do, well, just remember there's always a bias towards these things. And he put up a whole video technically blaming women's nutritional choices for the reason why they had PCOS, PCOS syndrome. So obviously that's like polycystic ovary mm. syndrome, mm. Um, which is not factually correct. And mm. technically blamed every woman that had... Yeah. Di been diagnosed with PCOS yeah. throughout the whole of their lives that their nutritional choices were the mm. reasons why they had it and yeah. that is scientifically incorrect in every yeah, but way but then on the back of that he will then sell you probably a yeah. book on PCOS to tell to eat, which is like a recipe book and massive drum roll please what are you eating? More vegetables. Thank you. We all know Jane. that <laughs> with when you have PCOS, that new, you know nutritional interventions can be put into place to help mm. manage the symptoms, but it is not the mm. cause as to why no. you have it. No. There are there is a, a small percentage. I mean, they say that with PCOS, like obviously, you know, there are ways that you can manage these symptoms. As we said, nutrition yes. can be one of them, but outright effectively then blaming it puts it you know somebody in that situation where yeah. with pcos sometimes statistically and of the higher percent mm. people that do um are diagnosed with pcos may ha may have extra body fat that they potentially should lose mm. somebody sat there and has gone clicked onto the fact oh he's talking about pcos do you know what i mean mm. oh no now i need to cut out x y and z and he's telling me that i'm the problem and mm. and that no. causes a massive problem in anybody just getting started in their nutrition yeah if you put in red flags before somebody starts, it's like yeah. a no-go. So that's why the reason we, we're not angry on social media. It sounds really bizarre, but there's a lot of coaches that call out people and say, oh, that's bullshit, like, or, you know, they're shit or that. And yeah. we don't do that for the primary reason that we think it actually, it really stops people from starting something that's actually quite a good yeah. thing everybody's got their camp of individuals and their fans and and things like that so as soon as you start 
you know, trying to pull someone down, people just get their backs up. And, and at mm. the end of the day, like I used to do that, obviously back, I used to be quite confrontational. Um, like for like it's two just, years. You know, yeah, you're a bit of a dickhead to be quite yeah, honest. Yeah, but that you. was, I, I put that down to the people that I was surrounded by because they were very triggering. They were very <laughs> triggering and they themselves were a bit dickheadish. So that rubbed off onto me and I became a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> you know? Oh, God, yes. But, Dickheads you know, I think unite. a lot of these things also come down to, and it's a bit of a sidetrack, but a lot of these bold statements made within the industry generally I th are being made by people that don't work with clients on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm. Mr. D whatever that dude's name is, He's not sitting every single day taking in emails from clients that are paying him no, and trying to them. navigate and help each individual person on uh, uh, on an individual level. And I appreciate once you get to that point in the industry where you're really big, you can't really help everybody but you, uh, on an individual basis. But just we are very, very good in this industry to make huge statements, like uh, w which I akin to basically pulling a pin out of a grenade, throwing it, and then just running away and not never even engaging with and it, and not dealing with the repercussions. Yeah. I mean, you see it every but, single but the time. The problem is, is it's, you see it's on to TV, do with you see it yeah, on but it's social all media. about engagement. And it's like I, yeah, but you've never actually worked with a client. So yeah. you, if you actually worked with Sally, the 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 entrepreneur who has two oh, kids blah blah you really blah you, you know a whole life story that information that you're giving that person is not going to work in the real world but you just saying it flippantly like you think it's going to work is is really or blaming people for their yeah. issues that there is this thing where of course we are all fully responsible for the way the positions that we put ourselves in on a day-to-day -day basis. Some things are out of our control and some things are in our control. Mm. And we always say, focus on what you can control. And But bl outright blaming people for their issues and saying, you're the fucking problem. You haven't done this. You're like that because of this, like that. It doesn't help a situation. Yeah. There is very, very few people, like when you go on SAS, Who Dares Wins, that can deal with somebody screaming in your face, telling you that you're a piece of shit. That is, there are a few business models that have been, especially in the UK and the US, actually, let's talk about the biggest loser, where they actually used to scream, you're a fat mess, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, get yeah, up and, and go on the cross trainer. statistically proven to be very short-lived. Yes, and exactly. And how many people have maintained the weight lost on Biggest Loser? Few. None, literally. Um, in fact, I was at boot camp with a guy that was on Biggest Loser who literally regained 65 kilos. So it's not exactly something to... To promote. But I think in a sense of getting started, if we're going background, let's let's do a little bit of a circle so back. Rewind. Rewind. If Mark could edit again, we'd be able to have a rewind. Um, if you are getting distracted by the things that literally don't yeah. affect you well, on a day-to-day -day basis, then you... distracted by what other people are doing. Do you know what I mean? Like you, what? You're Who constantly, you've got your program going on, you've got your diet going on, you're scrolling through social media and you're seeing some random person doing something that you think is, oh, that's a good idea. And it just like a deer in the headlights starts to confuse people. You don't need to pay attention to what other people are doing. You need to focus all of your time and effort on what you're trying and to do. And if achieve. your mind is telling you that you need to go and take something else, you need to adjust something, or you need to eat this to have that, yeah. or to do this to, do, to get this, 
you are distracting yourself from making progress. So yeah. the main the main thing is is obviously to <laughs> if you can hear in the background our dogs decide just to eat biscuits in the middle of the <laughs> you probably can't hear it. Maybe you can. Anyway, um then just start with what you can control. So yeah. if we're talking, so we've just brought up obviously nutrition side, like, you know, if it is about just balancing, um, you know, finding what's the right thing mm. for you, then just becoming aware and consciously aware of what yeah. you are consuming on a day-to-day basis, would you be your starting point? Yeah. And then going into things where you know you can be tracking or adherable to. Yeah, it doesn't have to be tracking, could be fasting, it could be, you know, it could be any nutritional... Let's not pump nutritional interventions. No, but I'm just saying it could be any nutritional intervention that you find relevant in your life, but you need to understand the overall intake. Fasting is point. not going to help you educate yourself on anything further. Let's no, be I'm honest. Just saying Fasting is a tool, to. once you've understood your nutrition, in my opinion, mm. where you can then go, okay, well, I don't want breakfast today because I'd like some calories for later. Or you find yourself after you've tracked or been consistent with your nutritional consciousness of what you are consuming mm, no. then you can start to go well actually I've realized that I'm not hungry in the morning mm. or I like most of my food in the evening or that then you can start going yeah. well maybe yeah, I'll I have intermittent fasting but again I don't you really have to like get the fir- you have to get the first step which is understanding the overall picture and then the second step is deciding. Okay, but I still modality. don't think that you say to yourself, "I'm fasting." I think that's complete shit. To be quite honest wow, with you, people, I, people love to put labels on skipping. Yeah, but you breakfast. shouldn't put. Yeah, of course, if you skip, but but I don't even think like today and Monday to Friday or Monday to Saturday, I am fasting. But it's, people love like, oh, what are you doing? But oh, we shouldn't I'm be suggesting cleansing. that. It's not, but what the fuck has a juice cleanse got to do with a fast, Mark? I'm just Please, saying, let's, let's stop insert with the, any the fads. fad diet. As yes, a, as, as an but you shouldn't even be addressing these tools in the first place until you've understood your overall profile of nutrition. And when it comes to fasting, it is not I am fasting from 8 a.m., you know, from sleep to 12 to midday. It's just the fact you're not eating then. You're you're consuming your calories later. It shouldn't be, unless it is a religious festivity, a planned fast in my agreement, in my opinion, because... It, it doesn't work like that. The minute you put labels and things to achieve X, Y, and Z, or I need to fast it, and then one day actually you wake up and you're starving and you need a pan of chocolate, suddenly you feel like you've broken something. You've broken your routine of fasting. You're triggering me with pan of chocolate. <laughs> Freshly baked from Paris. Jeez. Oh, my God. You know what? We could have had that in the hotel that we were going to stay at on holiday, Mark. Um, (laughs) Hucking a freshly squeezed orange juice. Oh, I love orange juice. All the fluids. um, apple juice, even. Only freshly squeezed. Please don't give me the concentrate. Um, (laughs) I do love it. My favourite is a buffet breakfast on holiday. Yeah, but you're a bit weird with buffets because you'd take me to an all-like country buffet if you had a fucking chance, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, I'd like. I want to go to the one. There's one in. Well, I don't know if it's there anymore in Wimbledon where you could have Chinese, Gross. Indian, no, American. Why? Uh, what do you? What you know? I always pizza, think that you should never go for multicultural restaurants. You know why? Because they're why? never going to be as good at one thing. Like, at least just go, if you want to yeah, eat but Chinese, Indian, Chinese Italian. Chinese and Indian together on like a naan bread is oh delicious. 
You are literally questionable Dylan, as a human. Well, Dilbrad used to have nachos and like curry sauce. There you go. Well, well you can and you and you Dylan the, can go to the, a buffet the, the, and the, the ice cream afterwards. The little chop chop. A little chop chop. So can I have some uh, like gummy gums, bears and fucking yeah, ice cream gums, like a weirdo? Cadbury buttons. Yeah, but you can you just tell scoops. that you just didn't have this accessibility of food when you were growing up. <laughs> In Zimbabwe, we had Coimbra. My mum would have never taken me to a world cuisine buffet. That's like my mum's worst nightmare. You I mean, to, you need to be ethically diverse. Please don't. I've been very. I think. In fact, in terms of our food choices, you had tried absolutely fuck all when we'd met. Yeah, but I br- I blame that to my uh, my upbringing. Well, how not do you blame parents, it? You didn't have any just, fucking food in Zimbabwe. Yeah, like we didn't have ro- like loads rice. Of stuff. <laughs> oh yes, you had, we had rice. rice. <laughs> raspberries, blueberries. We didn't have any of that growing up. Just, just raspberries apples, and blueberries. So that's that's apples. where you get. So else? an all star fucking cuisine. That's what you're eating: raspberry and blueberry. Yeah, there's tons of like seafood was a bit of a snag being a landlord country. I would country. not be eating seafood in Zimbabwe. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, no, it's just not. But meat, you would you ate like a fucking yeah, zebra. Beef. No, don't oh, say that, people. A zebra. Peter, what's it called? Peter. Peter. What's the oh, um, animal? The people that throw um, paint They're on the Canada goose. They're a bit contradictory in their own right. Do you know what I mean? They're like, they tell people like not even to touch a spider to like move it outside and that you need to let yeah, it. I'm, I agree with them. I think you know we what? should allow spiders to Shut up. You can't. The reason free. you're saying that is because you're unable to kill a spider because you're a bit of a pussy with it. And, and you know what? You, just a tip. If you're ever getting married in your life, just choose somebody that can kill insects because Mark can't. Yeah, I don't do And insects. it stresses me out because I hate spiders. I literally can't stand them. Mm. I can deal with small ones, but not when they How come to the How terrifying was it when there was a bat in our room in uh, Leopard Rock? Where is Leopard Rock, Mark? It's in the east. Is it in uh, eastern border of Zimbabwe. Yeah, anyway, we went to Leopard Rock and we were staying with Mark's parents. We'd gone to this hotel. We'd gone, it was our Christmas present, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And there was a bat that flew into the room and we literally bat. like screamed the whole hotel so down. Scared. Mark was so scared, he locked himself in the bathroom I and called so his mum. Just like that is just not. You are very Carol! As you saw probably if you li- watched us live the other day, Mark's going grey quite early yeah. and it's quite a sensitive subject for Mark. Huh? Not really. Not really. He's rolling with it, but it all of his mates seem to have an issue. And people <laughs> like a silver fox. People like a silver fox, or does your wife want a silver fox, or do you need to be open to polyamorous relationships oh, here? Oh, no, I couldn't think of anything worse. I think that's hectic, the fact that people can actually have more You're than just so one relationship. You're so much of a handful, I could imagine more than one. Do you know what? You are the handful. <laughs> you are the problem in everything, Mark. You are aware of this. You're like a small baby. You yeah, literally that's are. Right. That's the reason why I won't babies? reproduce is because you are a child in the way that you behave in majority of situations. Yeah, but yes. there's nothing wrong with that because that's there, my personality. No, but you should. There is things wrong with that because you're testing things. So when do I ever, in terms of a relationship, Mark, yeah. ask you? Yeah. No, when, when do you ever... Mm. 
not ask me about doing something. You literally need clarification I, I everything. I do it to avoid uh, constant criticism. But you should listen the first time. The I just amount want of things that you do wrong continually. Do you know, there's a saying, Georgia, it's better to measure twice and cut once than cut twice You'd be twice fired. If you were on probational period here, you'd be fired in a job. I I've now, never been fired. For once. Ever. I've been <laughs> a star employee of every place and pretty much uh, propped. Mark propped them on my can you my, stop looking at your microphone and look at me in the eyes and say you have been fired anyway <laughs> there we go i've never been only fired once. i'm a so- you only yeah once. only once okay. yeah but i didn't get a written warning so technically it wasn't oh, okay they just didn't like you anyway um i made mark the other day he said would you like some help doing the washing and i said you know what i was doing something i thought you know what that'd be quite nice if you could hang the laundry yeah. up it was so and painful yeah, watching but the it. Jo- the, the job is done. It's so not. You, it takes you like 45 is, minutes to hang up. All you say is like thank you. Thank you for t-shirt. helping me. And then you just move on with your day. No, because when you know you can do something quicker and more effectively, I don't know why I give it to you because yeah, well it's just painful watching it. It's like when we were trialing cleaners for the gym and it's like, what are you doing? I could have done that four times over. Like, it's just... But then if, you can, if you can do it better, then why don't you do it Because it's about time yourself? management. It's like, where would my time be placed? Yeah, I but need if to you, do if you, if you understand it, then why criticise? Well... Because it's painful watching your husband well, try it. You like, should you should follow me, who have to, I have to do it all the time, and understand when I say to you, you need to put this part down, you listen and realize why I hang up the washing a certain way. And instead, you so do it your own way, what and then hang it If you don't do it exactly the way she wants it, and you might complete the task in a different way, yes. there's a problem. <laughs> Yes. So it's like countdown. Everybody can. Because then you said to me, I can't fit all of this on the laundry rail. Everybody can calculate to the answer in different ways, but if you don't do it no, the way. No, but you couldn't because you couldn't complete the job because you struggled to fit I all of the clothes get, on I, the clothing I only rail. I had one piece of clothing on before you started howling at me. No, it's because you were hanging things up. Like <laughs> yeah, that's the whole point of hanging clothes. No, it's a rail. You hang on the rail, not on a hanger. Oh, Anyway, going back to step three in your journey of getting started. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes it's just quite good one to have therapy. I just sometimes not in the One thing I've learned about Georgia, if she, like a shark, if a shark stops swimming, if there's a bit of a problem, if she doesn't complain oh, Maybe about it's eating you, do you know what I mean? If she doesn't <laughs> complain about something 24-7, then... How about like just don't get married and then you don't have to deal with any of this external stress? <laughs> I, mean, I like, was born with to be being annoying. criticized my whole entire life. Oh god, so. you I was born to be criticized, yeah. you should say. Well, this is a, a common factor that it is coming up on your side, not anybody else's, that clearly you can't do things well enough in the right routine. I like to do things my way. Yeah, but that's the problem. Because when you want somebody to help you and you want them to be efficient and you want to do it your way, you just said to me that if I don't do it my <laughs> way, I have a problem. Now you're saying if you don't do it your way, yeah. there's a problem. Yeah, there is a problem. Okay, you know what? There's sometimes when Mark is just incredibly stubborn, <laughs> and if you, I'll I'll record I the next time you father. try and hang up the laundry, which will be in twenty fucking twenty seven probably. I don't even pretend like I don't do a lot of okay. household chores. Okay, and Mark's I getting really will, upset. In fact, he takes the bins out. Once fl- a week. Throw my laptop on the ground if that's. The Please don't do that because we're already into this recording and <laughs> unless you can go and afford a new Apple laptop, I mean, we're going to be starting well, back we, again. Um, we're being sidetracked. We're being sidetracked. Step three. 
what do you address when you're starting a goal? So obviously we're talking about just don't, you know, time-wise, never the right time. Two, don't take off, you know, bite off more than you can chew mm. to start off with. Yeah. Um, it's the same with, you know, going to the gym or if you wanted to start an exercise routine. Unless you're, if you're going in with a coach, different because you've got a sense of accountability yeah. and structure. If you're going in by yourself, yeah. I would say your best step is just to work out what's manageable. Thing is, like some people don't like going to the gym or aren't like that keen on going five times a week, and that's okay. You can just manage what you what you can manage if that's twice but if you a have week, got a goal if that's three and you're times you, a week. and you've carved out time from it, then yeah. like never. There is this thing where, like, you know, you can pussyfoot around just making progress. And, like, that's the sort of hardcore coach fucking... That's the hardcore language of, like, just get fucking on with it. But there is a time and a place when you have a goal to reach or not even a goal, a health, potentially a health marker you need to get to. Um, We're not even just talking superficial weight loss. I need my jeans to be a bit looser or look good in a bikini. We're talking like if you've got a huge amount of weight to lose, if I was talking about back about myself when I had a huge amount of weight to lose, if I'd constantly given myself excuses not to do it, I would be still in the same position as to what I was at the start. So there is a time where you literally need to go I need to carve some fucking time out of here. Yeah, you I need, need to, to sacrifice for yeah. to achieve something. And my current lifestyle does not make me happy. Mm. I am not getting any health benefits. I am falling behind at work. I'm not doing well in my life and I am mentally unhappy mm. and it's having mm. a play on my mental health. I need to action something yeah. where you just need to go ahead and bloody action it. And I guess once you also start or contemplate start starting um, any... Uh, self goal you need to realize that nobody is going to turn up to to do it for you you have to you Mm. have to action things yourself Uh, you've got to shoulder the responsibility of uh, being an adult of being an adult and you know you are if you're in the privileged place to actually set set goals um, and work them out then you also need to have the response personal responsibility to take your your action and choices and be accountable to them so yeah. that um and like there's a, there's no there's you know as there's we no say, point in pointing fingers at anybody it's nobody's fault but, but, barring your barring own, your own. Uh, you know there are this is a very you know very it is a very nuanced subject depending on the individual so you never yeah, take anything yeah. like you know just with a pinch of salt yeah we, because this comes down to the individual at the end of the day and their situations but in broadly speaking terms as an overview a majority of people need to just get fucking on with it. And there is a time and a place where obviously you can, if you can have the affordability factor of a coach or you mm. need a coach where a lot of people do, there's the reason why we have jobs mm. um, where you need that person to not only give you that structure, but to give you that accountability that you're doing well. Mm. So when you can't potentially see progress yourself or you're struggling mentally with the, you know, the mental processing of it all, that somebody's there saying like, you're doing great. It's fine. Just keep going. Mm. But you know, if you, if you don't have necessarily a coach, you know, and you just want to be a bit more active or more conscious of your health, it, it really does come down to you. And we get a lot of people that say, this is a very common question we get asked. Oh, I've, Oh, it's, you know, coming up to the weekend. I always fuck it up at the weekend. Mm. If you are that serious about your goals, you will not fuck it up over the weekend. I appreciate routine is very different throughout the week to the weekend for a lot Mm. of people. 
and that is the biggest struggle factor um, with uh, people that potentially like to socialize or they're really in a strict routine on the Monday to Friday and then they just fuck it over the weekend. Mm. If you are going in with the mindset that you are going to fuck it up over the weekend, you will go and fuck it up over the weekend sure. because You've kind of preempted yeah, it. Yeah, you've preempted it. And and of course, you know, there is learning in all of this. Yes. If you're in a situation where you have a coach and somebody, you know what I mean, and you know those weekends where you like to socialise, you like to go out, like to go for a meal, or enjoy yourself a bit more, get up later, bigger breakfast, you name it, whatever, mm. then you need to obviously then communicate with the coach that that's your weak spot. Yeah. And so that the coach can go in and say, this is how you're going to structure it. Maybe we budget calories. Maybe we do this. Yeah. Maybe we can give you all the tools to be able to manage it. Yeah. If you're going on your own right, then, and you've got a goal, and you know that that weekend, you, you know, constantly at the weekend, you're fucking up, you need to assess why you are. Is it because your routine is too strict throughout the week? Mm. where it comes to the weekend you feel like you deserve a treat it is prone human psychology mm. to constantly want to treat ourselves whenever we've done anything right it's like that sort of reward system that we've yeah. spoken about i guess so as well some people just don't want to choose you know make um hard choices when you're going out and you want to like we get a lot we get people that will um will speak with or inquire who who will be heavy, heavy drinkers at a weekend. And they're like, well, I don't necessarily want to do this because I like to drink. And it's like, well, there is some health drawbacks to that. And if you want to step forward in your goals, then you need to probably limit your alcohol consumption. Yeah. And it's like, they don't want that anyway. So there's probably no point in... A, yeah. in I in, guess it also comes down to like expectations. Like... You have to have a hierarchy of needs when you're starting your goals and then things need to slit into those hierarchy of needs. Mm. And then once those are in their, their positions, they can change around, but you generally try and stick to, okay, this is very important to me. And then you just sometimes got to make sacrifices when it comes to, to certain situations because obtaining a a goal is always going to require sacrifice and it does in every other aspect of your life. So I yeah. don't understand why people are like so dumbfounded when they've, when they've made no sacrifice and they haven't expect. put work in, but they expect to be, you know, shredded. But yeah. it's like, I've, I've said this to numerous clients. It's like when you, when you started a new job, your first day you sit there like a lemon most of the time <laughs> you don't know what's going on you don't know where anything is you're asking people tons of questions you don't really know what you're doing you're learning on the job it's super uncomfortable the first couple of days weeks months you 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 don't feel like you belong there you just don't you you're struggling to get get find the ropes so on and so forth it only takes you months years to finally find your feet and gain some confidence and people just expect that they're just meant to like love this process and at the first and it's meant to uh, it's a linear process i'm going to lose weight every single week and i'm going to love this i'm going to think it's amazing when the reality, yeah, is, the reality is, is yeah it's going to be shit but you don't sit at work and go oh this is shit i'm just going to quit and then you get up and leave yeah because no, you can't because you, <laughs> like, you could afford life you go on facebook or instagram you know what i mean and you just get through the day but you don't give up and yeah, that's one of the things that um, 
It's yeah. a common thing that yeah. we just have to give up on our health, our health situations. It's like, what are you going to do if you give up? What is what, your, where are what you? What is your next option? Just yeah. to be unhealthy and un, unhappy for the rest of your life? No, you have to get back on the horse, and the answer is always the same. I know. Thing. So, like, if a client comes to us and we've asked them to do a ton of stuff, and it's just, and they're like, no, we don't want to do it, and we don't want to coach with you anymore, and you go to another coach. It's the same answer. It's the same calories. It's the same macros. It's the roughly the same exercise program. Oh, I don't want to do that. You go to the next coach. Guess what? It's the same answer. So you, it's it's an inevitable answer of you have to do it regardless of whether you like it or not to a certain degree. Yeah, and look, if you don't have a coach, it's the same thing of like, you know, living a healthier lifestyle. Like there, you know, there is that whole thing of what is your reason why you're mm. fucking trying to do this yeah. in the first place. There's and a lot of people in this it. world that, yeah. that don't need to consider this. I've... I'll speak for my, my family. I've got like my sister, she doesn't... <laughs> it's just not her fucking she doesn't think the way that yeah because she hasn't had the same she hasn't had the same experience background nature versus nurture as you have yeah but i'm just saying off the top of my head of somebody that's close to me who you know doesn't it's not it's not the same process i was very very overweight due to in my own fucking doing and also external factors as to why i put myself in that position yeah and I've always now had to be very conscious, not to the point where I'm restricting, I'm just conscious of the fact that I have to eat well and exercise on a day, you know, on a frequent basis mm. and look after my health because otherwise I end up back in what I used to be like because mm. it's very easy. A lot of people have never even been in that position and sure. it could be just, oh, I need to look slightly better in a bikini or I'll just, you know, I'll just cut out this to do that or I'll, you know, I'll just fucking drink more water or I'll do... There is this thing where a lot of people don't just don't think about it as much as what others do. That is true. And And that's fine. And those people don't tend to normally have the most drastic goals. So in the sense of health and fitness, I'm talking not in goals and everything else. But when you are potentially holding body weight and you're very uncomfortable with yourself which is majority of the population currently statistically you know every time I deal with um clients who have a lot of weight to lose they always say to me oh how did you do it do you know what I mean I'm like well it's nothing got that to do with me really because it's how I did it is technically the science wise is exactly how you're gonna do it but I also had a very different I can have a different mindset to you. So that's yeah. whether or not you're going to achieve it or not achieve yeah. it. But when I have kind I, I they always say to me at start, I just hate myself or I hate the way I look and I'm so unfit. I can't walk up the stairs. I can't look after the children. I'm struggling, you know. Yeah. And they forget that, you know, three weeks in when, you know, that and that's something you can never forget. And mm. sometimes as mm. humans, a majority of the time, you need to give a fuck. And we've said this before in a podcast where you can't just not think about, you know what I mean? And just swim no, through you've life. Got to, like, I, like I was trying to say in the beginning of the podcast, you, you must remember that the feelings that you felt that got you to action certain things. And even though you may not be seeing progress or you're going through a plateau or X, Y, and for whatever, you can't lose sight of the fact that regardless of what your weight's saying or how much body fat you have, you're implementing 
things that are going to improve your life in terms of exercising, in terms of going for a walk, in terms of eating a nutrient-dense diet. It may or may not affect the way that you look, but it is going to improve your quality of life and it is going to extend your life as well. And and like we, when we look at health and fitness, we're not looking at five years down the road, 10 years down the road. We're looking at health and fitness when you're 70, when you're 80, in your final years, when you want to make sure that you have a good quality of life um, and you're able to look after yourself and be, and, and be self-sufficient and, you know, go out with a bit of dignity. Um, and your routine, but the thing is, it's how just important to mention that, that it's, you know, your routine does change throughout the years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your routine is never going to stay the same. So if you just, you know, implement structure A, shall we say, between the ages of 25 and 30, do you know what I mean? Mm. You're consistent with that. It might then change to, okay, I've got a new job or I'm moving yeah, house or, I've, or you, know, you know, where you have kids, you know, and things change, the routine changes again, but you find your feet in a way where it's always just a conscious thought. Now, it does not need to take over your brain 24-7 in any way, shape or form, no. but you need to be educated enough that you know that you can adapt depending on your environment yeah. and depending on the ages as they go through so like when you get to 70 or 80 for a very small percentage of people it will be strength training in the gym doing things but mm. for majority it will be okay well I'm going to stay active I'm going to eat you know maintain my weight mm. so I'm not mm. you know gaining and losing loads of weight sure. and and it changes but that's not to say that you can't you don't you give up along the way no. there are going to be times where you're never entirely on it do you know what I mean no. that's why people have goals and then you hope that after you've achieved after you've maybe achieved a, yeah your ultimate physique potentially or your ultimate mindset trust or, me you'll never achieve that because once you get to your goal you'll always be like there's always something that you can adjust and also a, a goal is not a bad thing everybody. yeah it's not a bad thing always constantly wanting to improve yourself is not a bad thing because we also we if we were to go off of something like um obviously because mark was a previous competitor Competitor, sorry, what a fucking word was that? <laughs> um, anyway, competitor. Um, <laughs> competitor. Uh, the, the aspect and the look that you achieve when you're about to stand on stage or you are athletic in that sort of manner is normally achieved even though a lot of people think you look great and this is a really superficial thing because so many people do think oh because they've got such lean abs and you know i mean that you automatically feel great absolutely no competitor feels great like 10 weeks out of a show they feel like dog shit week after week the difference is is they turn up to apply themselves and they do it no matter what because their goal is to look and to produce a certain physique for a stage and show that physique and they work fucking hard at it to get there and that is the difference between somebody that might be interested in competing and oh I like some abs to those that are actually athletes because those athletes turn up every single goddamn day and whether they're literally depleted as fuck and and feel like they've been hit by a bus I hate every moment of it do whilst like I used to just doing cardio and stuff like that absolutely you know 45 minutes on the bike do you know what I mean just fucking go like dying just Just, you've had like 800 calories and that's it your brain is just screaming at you just please stop dude 
yeah like and you push strong. yourself to and points you just which... keep on going and like yes that that the vast majority of that's driven by personal demons and whatever whatever motivates you to be like that but i think what george is trying to get at is you just there's no points in giving up yeah and stopping but but the thing is though when you if we're talking competing you do you push yourself way 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 past yeah. the factor of any general population person i think that's yeah. really important to clarify yeah. a lot of people look at competitors and go oh i can get in that shape you no. can't like it's it's no. it's the one thing that has irked me the most my entire career and maybe george is the same as when somebody says oh, I don't want to get too big or, oh, I don't want to put on too much muscle. Oh, like I and just wouldn't like, really like to be that muscly. And it's like, yeah, do you yeah, have like, any idea how got, bloody hard it is? I remember is. saying this to, to Mavros when he said, oh, I don't want to get too big. And I said to him, mate, even if you, and I like, I, I was a little bit condescending, but I was like, even if you just stopped working and dedicated your entire life to it, the chances of you Ever being doing big. that is five percent that was a client of mark's fyi so fellows in just... barbara um but it's one of these things where people always automatically assume that they can achieve what somebody else has and so first of all stop looking at other people because you're yeah. not them but second of all it's that thing of you have absolutely because you're no. making that statement like i look on a competitor and i know bloody well that like unless i was to wanted to compete I could not achieve that because I don't have the goal to do so and the same with what Mark would sit at now he doesn't look necessarily competing Mark says he wants to be in the over 50 categories yeah, I'll, next I'll pick it up when I'm 50 when he's 50 and you yeah. can just yeah be like some roid raging fucking 50 yeah, year old hench to angry man but, you know, you, I don't look at that and go, oh, that looks quite easy like I know competitors I know of them as coaches I know and it's fucking gross what you have to go through to mm. achieve that and so i don't make that big statement oh god i wouldn't want to be that muscly do you have any bloody yeah, idea how hard it so is even if you took steroids it might be easier to max out those fucking numbers or to do things but the progress still comes down to you being incredibly yeah, disciplined yeah. you know with strength training years of building yeah. like that's something to never underestimate mm. the people that produce the best physiques on stage have built for years yeah, and and you know those they're that's why they're pros so you know they have literally day in day out built mm. and you know so taking it from a mindset oh in 12 weeks time i might look like you're not <laughs> you're not going to come close to it because and you shouldn't necessarily because your goal is very not that. different general population and like athletes even though we look up to athletes and things like that, or even general population to like influencers slash very, very affluent people, it's also very, um, it's unrealistic. You're going to a nine to five job or, or a job that's 14 hours a day, you know, you're coming home, you're scraping a few quid together to get a meal, and then you're scrolling on Instagram, you're looking at an influencer who's getting all their bills paid for by mummy and daddy and have spent the whole day at yeah, the, fucking the helium club the getting helium cucumbers club. on their eyes and playing around. Yeah, and then like, you know, launching a skincare you know I mean? range and then or going something. Brunching yeah. seventeen times a week with their Chanel handbag. And then like, can I I've I mean? just and bought a new Cartier. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, it's here's it's, me in a Porsche or like, yeah, you know, it's it's, it's very astute. it's like comparing yourself, like, you know, us comparing ourselves to Jeff Bezos currently. Yeah. The guy's literally 
trillionaire. And then, like, getting really upset. You're like, oh, I wonder why I can't run as fast as Usain Bolt. It must be because, <laughs> yeah. you know, fill in the gap. And it's like, no, you're just... You're just not Usain Bolt. Yeah, um, and your person. life is not the, the same. Usain Bolt. I mean, he obviously was the fastest guy in the world. Yeah, but um, so I think, you know, of going from getting started in a journey... I think, you know, if you are one of those people that continually flickers in goals mm. and flickers, flitters, well, actually both of them could be yeah, the right both, words, both um, then we're not being biased, but you really should invest in a coach because and the coach that is right for you and the one that's going to educate you, you know, going forward, cough, 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 us. <laughs> I could actually cough right now because I'm a bit nasally. Oh, yeah. Well, do you want to touch on the neighbours coughing next door? Oh, my God. So Which sounds like this. <coughs> yeah. Okay. So <laughs> it's like you're in the bathroom and it's it must be. I, I counted it 16 times yesterday and literally <coughs> like in. Mm. It's like, mate, are you okay? Anyway, off from the fucking wretching. Yeah, it sounds like an exorcism. Yeah, it's like they're snorting out mucus or something. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, God. <laughs> you know what? They water their gardens so often. Like, There's if we no ever glass. had a drought, it's I'd dob them in. Cement. Um, they just water cement yeah, yeah just watering cement is like there's no you'd stuff. slip over on that pavement because there's literal algae there's like fucking like it's so it's like that slippery maybe that you get in the like sea maybe it's algae fetish maybe <laughs> you never fucking know these people they've got gnomes all over their houses as well it's yeah. a bit weird um, <laughs> always watching you always watching like we've had obviously so much stress going on recently so we've been on the phone quite a yeah. lot and it's always like you can always just hear them <laughs> in the fucking just listening yeah. <laughs> with the hose on anyway um so i'd say like you know if you're flittering between goals a coach is a person that's going to point you in the right direction there is a reason why people of professions that have a lot of education and things a lot of qualifications mm. and a lot of knowledge are there to help you yeah. um i would say that's your first port of call however wanting to just address anything in your life you need to take action mm. And yeah. taking action is starting something... Starting is as simple as starting. You yeah. Know, it doesn't have to be grand. It just means implementing certain things into your life at a rate that you're comfortable. And it, like we've said, it's not health and fitness. It's every aspect of life, getting a raise. Uh, and there know, are no raises getting, happening at the know, moment. I mean, oh. Trying to get that in 9.4% inflation. <laughs> just to not fucking replicate in your bank account, <laughs> literally. Um, um, like all of these things where like, you know, you need to make and take action yeah. accordingly and you need to, be to, your, to your own... You know. Yeah, and and don't you know, and it's so much easier. Like they, you know, th there's a reason why Nike. Some people call it like Nick and Nicky. No, they don't. Yes, they do. There was a whole fucking Nike. 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 That is Nike, isn't yeah. it? Is it people Nike? People in South Africa call pizza pizza. What? It's yeah. a fucking. Are they taking the piss? No, they call it pizza. Pizza, do you know what I mean? Imagine the Italians pizza. listening to this. They're like, what? Bella Missio. That's not even Ciao right. Bella. Ciao Bella. Yeah. Um, if anyone watching Love Island, favourites yeah. to win, Ekansu and Davide, 10 out of 10. I yeah, thrive I like at their relationship. People. Yeah, in fact, a client just come back from yeah. Italy and said it was just the most wonderfully friendly place. We've Maybe always, we I've had quite on. a few Italian clients. Yeah, they've been wonderful, they've actually. they've always been absolute humour. Yeah, really pleasant to deal with, yeah. unlike us British people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wouldn't say British people are, are the hardest. Who do you think with. the hardest is? 
just generally. Oh, here we I go. I know. I just think it's me personally, for me personally, because I gel with, I've seen to gel with Irish people. I've seen to gel with uh, Italian people. I don't seem to gel well with like Russians. Okay, well, do you think, think currently? No, well, I'm just saying. I've had I a gel of, really well with Russians. I had one Russian client. She was really sweet. Um, and then the other lady, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't, I never knew if she liked me or not. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, no I, we used to have Saudi clients. At the start, I was a bit like, oh, oh God, okay. Um, I'm not sure if you actually like me, but it's always, it's a different cultural thing. Yeah. It's the same with Russians. Like, I'd gauged this because I've yeah. worked with Russian, you know, individuals and I've also, yeah. you know, my eyelash lady is Russian, yeah. you know, and all of it. And it just, it's it's effectively a language. It's a different yeah, cultures the way that, that you speak to each other. I guess you, it's very they can naive be quite uh, when you're in obnoxious the UK. Obnoxious <laughs> To just assume that you know most pe- uh, English for for most people is their second language, so yeah. And like, how many languages can you speak, Mark? One. Exactly. Yeah. This is one of those things where I'm just like, there's us trying yeah, to fucking really make judgment on it. Life, yeah. yeah, I'm just one thing I've always wanted to be is bilingual in just some degree. Yeah. Maybe Chinese, I'd quite like to learn. Mandarin. I did try. In fact, I think my parents remember me doing a recital at school once. I said one line of Mandarin. Did you? Wearing a silk. Um, is it a kimono? Mm. I think that's Japanese. Mm. Um, kimono is a toilet. No. A no. toilet? There, com- a commode. That is a toilet. I don't know. That's where you have to, it's like a base. It's, is it? Oh my God, I'm going to do some Googling. learning here. I've probably said the complete wrong thing. I'm sorry if I offended you. Um, yeah, I think, you know, Italians are great. Uh, we'll go to Italy next year mm. probably and eat mm. a lot of pasta. Um, raving. They like raving. No. <laughs> anyway, like um, we're going to end the podcast. We're just going to keep on going for like three hours. Mark always looks at me and does the thing where it's like he's about to chop my head off. He's no, like, I don't. No, what you do that action I of a guillotine, the, like uh, the, the Tudors, they like cut Henry it out. VIII. Henry VIII. That's another program that's really good. Is the Tudors? A bit boring no. after a while, but. It's just him shagging a whole bunch of women, really. No, it's for fucking your polyamorous lifestyle, Mark. We, there is a lot of uh, that kind of vibe on TV these days. A lot of what? Sex things? Not sex things, but like polyamorous relationships. Yeah, because we're watching, anyone else is probably watching For anybody this. who wants to watch the greatest like 60 minutes on of television history... You need to go and dig out either Channel 4, Channel 5, a uh, documentary about dogging. Oh, my God. We, oh, my yeah, God. <laughs> you probably wonder I what the fuck crying. me and Mark... Sometimes we just seek fulfillment in the weirdest things. I was crying. Sometimes we need to distract our minds with the creepiest, weirdest things. Not in the sense of sadistic things for ourselves, but in the sense no, of... No, I just like watching like programs about weird things that make me feel better about myself. Yeah, like there's anyway dogging. If you don't know what it is, it's where you like go and drive into like a car park at night or like a yeah. forest and you like people... <laughs> Yeah, they just have sex. group sex. It's group really sex and fucking. It's it's on Channel Five. It must be on Channel. No, Channel Four is always known. But there's also the one, The Great Experiment. That's the weirdest program, where like you're a couple, like a married couple or like a relationship, and you're like instead of like going and testing in the real world of like a threesome or yeah. a polyamorous relationship or open relationship, you go into this house and you've got all these weirdly sexual active people, and they're always the same. Precious, her mm, name was. Yeah. And they like effectively like can trial it for you. Like if you want to yeah, have so like, you a have like a soft like 
threesome and i mean after watching the whole program the general consensus was nobody liked everybody it. Hates everybody it. hates it like <laughs> relationship like oh my god why is he touching her that way yeah, yeah. everybody got super jealous and, you know, yeah like, it never worked out and they have like this sexual therapy some people end up breaking up because like one person yeah, likes it and the other person yeah. it's a bit weird though that we're like plastering all this sexual vibes over people i just still think sells, that sex though, is so it, it sells but like sex is always sold in like a porn way and in a not necessarily could yes, be it lingerie has. Like Playboy uh, magazines, FHM. Victoria's Secret is basically... Um, I think you'll find that Victoria's Secret is a underwear brand that then yeah, use women's bodies use, as sexual those, image. Yeah, to boost well, I think it was actually probably a lot of males that decided to yeah, have a quick wank over a photo a proper, of Candice. You went to university yeah. with Can- Candice yes. Swain. Swanpool. Mark says obviously she was really good looking, classic. Yeah. Um, well, you don't have a Victoria's Secret model here. Um, I've got Bella. I've I'd got an English rose. An Ingl- I don't want. I've got a rose on my lower back. It's I a know, tramp it's more like a bougainvillea. <laughs> Fuck on you, are rude. <laughs> <laughs> in English rose, I'd like to be a sports <laughs> illustrated model. That's the aim. No, not that I'm was, there's no aim. Yeah, back in the day, that was a thing. No, that was the that wank bank. A, even a, I used to sell them at school to all the boarders. Oh my god! They used to pay me top dollar. I used to go and buy. You all know of the what? You come out with the weirdest things on a podcast, but not, on legit, a Saturday, you act like you literally didn't lose your virginity till me. I didn't. Fuck off. I didn't. <laughs> Fuck. God, you weren't experienced. I, number, you I wondered blue, why my life now was just so deflated. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> no sex before marriage. Yeah, no. I waited. I you waited to touch the English rose. Yeah, to... <laughs> no, we need to... <laughs> we need to stop this now before we go. It always goes to sex. I guess it's such an easy combo, isn't One it? One day right? we'll discuss scenarios if we ever get that. I far. think that's your, your fetish. Or, well, it's not a fetish. Mark just likes to bring up random scenarios. Yeah. If you know what scenario is. We'll, we'll cover it in another We'll cover it in another we'll podcast. Cover it, it needs its own segment. Yeah, anyway. We'll be back for another yeah. chat soon. Cheers, um, guys. We're thanks for listening. See you later. Bye. Bye.